The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. In the, him, aspect, but in the aspect of goofy holiday, yeah. now, not yeah. necessarily specific. Yeah. What's up, people? Welcome to live show. We're yeah. on the we're on the pre-show here. We're talking about Tepper's love of Thanksgiving over Christmas. Yes. Tepper likes Christmas. Yeah, he likes it. It's a big misconception, right? Because Thanksgiving is his favorite holiday that he's got some war on Christmas. There's no war on Christmas. He likes Christmas. Well, I'd be concerned if he had a war on Christmas. Well, and if you've ever seen his wife decorates that house, something fierce. Oh, she uh, <coughs> is there any question that Hank is going to be uh, appropriately dressed up for lots of holiday pictures? There's no question that he will wear a lot of silly outfits that yes. I would uh, never allow my child to be in. Yes, but he has really no say because he's an infant who can't talk. That's so. the rub. Can't really get away life. with anything with that. Yeah. I mean, it's not a tough life because you get to sleep for 20 hours right. a day. But well, other than that. Yeah. One of my best friends has a saying about raising kids. You spend the first year trying to get them to walk and talk and the rest of their lives telling them to, telling them to uh, shut up and sit down. It's <laughs> <laughs> very accurate. As, as the father of three teenage daughters, I would agree. He would agree with that. My teenage daughters have zero interest in what I yeah, have to say. Right. Oh, no. They're, they think they value all of your opinions. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, fearless leader Adam. He's not coming by to fire me, is he, Max? No, I think you're good. All right, I think just you're good. Sure. Right. Um, what's up, everyone? <laughs> nice to see everyone checking in already. One person you won't see checking into the comments. Tony Blaylock is in the house. Boom. All right. He's got his festive Christmas shirt yes. on. He's ready to go. Yes. This is good. Um, I like Daniel Agnew starting things off right. What about Newton by first-degree murder last night? <laughs> <sighs> Look... <coughs> We I get we'll save it for the show, but um, <coughs> that was a very on brand performance from uh, the Eagles. It was extremely on brand. Uh, yeah, I think the funny you know what the funniest part was the only time we looked at the score in Sweetwater last night was when it was six three Dangerfield, uh-huh. and I was like, okay, yeah, right, okay, <laughs> and then we didn't look at the score again until we were in the car on the way back, and it was seventy nine twelve. To 12. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. And it could have been uh, worse. Newton, I think, kicked at least one first yeah. down field goal in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Just, they're just trying not to score more points. I know, right? So, uh, yeah. Boy. Uh, what time did you get in last night? Uh, about what time one. Did you roll in? About one. That's not terrible. Got home. Got home around one thirty. <coughs> three hours to Sweetwater? Right, right at three? Three-ish, yeah. yeah. It says when you leave it's going to take you three and a half, but come on now. Yeah, I know. Come on <coughs> now. The swag wagon was moving the on the I-20? Swag wagon. I was telling, I was telling our boss uh, – Swag wagon is a Ford Flex, and if you never had the privilege of driving one of those, the minute you hit the accelerator, its lack of aerodynamics in any way, shape, or form just make it go. Yeah, and like can you, I can only imagine that West Texas wind once yeah. you get like. Oh, West and that's uh, exactly. You're exactly. <laughs> exactly. I bet going right. up Ranger Hill was not fun. You know, at, right there before Ranger, you gotta go up that big hill. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that was not. Yeah. Um, Agnew says, "I'm definitely comfortable with my Newton pick, like everyone else." Yeah, that's the thing. You don't get any points for picking Newton. Yeah, we all picked yeah. Newton, buddy. Yeah, mm. everyone uh, picked Newton. Everyone thought Newton was a prohibitive favorite. Yeah, right. I mean, there's yeah. nothing to make us change our Yeah, mind. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Does everyone feel good? We're good. We're ready to go. Yeah, we're good. All right. Okay. Do you, uh, Tony, you get the honors today. Yeah. Say, hit the theme expo. Hit the theme expo. I know. I don't. I don't get the joke either. I do. <laughs> Hi, howdy, hello, how are you? Yeah, Buenos dias. 
Welcome in. That's another way to say it. I'll speak very little Spanish and English. Okay. I well. should ask learn how to say hello in Afrikaans. Okay. Afrikaans. That's true. What are you yeah, doing for yeah, me here, man? Come ask on, my wife about that, yeah. Killing me. Alvita's in. No, that's goodbye. Never mind. I did it wrong. I know how to anyway. say I love you in Afrikaans. So, ekes uh, li Max. Aw, step. Making my day. Welcome to Texas Football Today, your favorite mediocre internet show. My name is Max Thompson, the digital director of content here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football in beautiful Louisville, Texas. Well, beautiful. It's kind of gross today. It's, it's yeah, kind of gross. gross. It's yeah. kind of gross. Uh, I'm sitting over here. Joining us today in Greg's chair, we have the venerable Matt Stepp, the guru of Texas high school football. What's up, man? The woge of Texas high school football. Uh, just on lunch break, you know, I figured I'd come by and hang out and uh, yeah. spend my lunch with a couple of jokers, you know. And yeah. You found, the right, high school football. you found the right group of jokers. And sitting across from him, the venerable at TXHSFB, it's Tony Blaylock. How's it going, man? Yay. It's going well. Yeah? It's going well. You made the trip up. No big deal. Uh, went by, got here by via Waco, so yeah. all the way to Didn't take the here. private jet? No no private jet this uh, week. Tepper was skimping, didn't send the private jet for you. That's not Dang. fair. On today's show, take folks, it's out. it's Friday. You know the deal. It's the mailbag. It's the mega mailbag. Get your questions in. When Tepper's not here, all we do is answer your questions. We're only interested in what you guys want to talk about. Yeah. Tepper and only wants to hear himself talk. Tepper only wants to hear himself talk. We've been over this a million times. Yeah. Uh, so get those questions in. Uh, I am going to jump through the awards here. We're going to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. We need to announce uh, the Built by Chocolate Milk Associate co- or Assistant Coach of the Week. Um, and then we, off the top, after, we, after I announce those awards, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened last night, some of the results across the state, and then we'll jump right into your questions. So, first things first, let's get this business out of the way. A lot of good picks this week for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. It's a good week. It was a good week, but the winner. And there's no drama here because I'm just announcing it. Like, there's no drum roll or there's nothing. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah, Tony's ready for the drum roll over there. Uh, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, we're not doing that. Tepper's not here. The rules are different. That's right. I'm in charge now. I'm the captain now. Ooh, your, I love that movie. Your player of the week for week 14. San Saba, running back Eli Salinas. We were there in person. Well-deserved. Yes. Uh, and then they just went ahead and won last night, too. Yeah, they just decided to go ahead and uh, celebrate the, the Mr. Texas football win with a, a win on the field. Yeah, and your uh, Built by Nature, <coughs> Built by Chocolate Milk, Assistant Coach of the Week. Wichita Falls rider D.C. Ross Dillard also just went ahead and did the, did the dang thing last night, too. So yeah. good week for these guys. Congratulations mm-hmm. to both winners. That is how quickly this goes when I'm in charge. I think that's the right way to do it. I agree. Uh, I agree. And we'll just get right to what everyone wants to talk about, which is all their questions. But first, let's talk a little bit about last night, guys. Um, biggest surprise for you, Matt Stepp? Uh Biggest surprise. Um, I'm going to go it with Ryder beating Lubbock Cooper. Um, yeah. I think that one was the, the biggest surprise. Ryder – Riders getting healthy, and when they played Cooper the first in the first meeting, they mm-hmm. were a little banged up. Uh, Cooper took it to him, and I thought last night Riders' first half performance, especially um, jumping out to that. I mean, at one point they had outgained uh, Lubbock Cooper two eighty eight to five when they were up twenty four to nothing, mm-hmm. and Cooper Cooper found their their stride and almost came back and won the game. Yeah. But I, I just think they dug themselves too big of a hole. And that's a huge credit to Ryder. I talked to Mark Bindle this morning about it. Um, he was super excited. Um, he he thinks he thinks his kids are peaking at the right time. 
Um, he didn't sound too thrilled about the prospect of playing Alito or Frisco Reedy, <laughs> but he's thrilled to be still playing. So, um, you know, really, really great performance from Wichita Falls Rider and uh, Rojo fans should be uh, fired up. And if you don't know what Rojo means, the acronym is Ride On Honorable One. Okay. I like acronyms. We got it. We got a, We got a lot of them in this oh, state, yeah. and they're good. Yeah. Uh, Tony, big surprise for you. It was pretty chalky, but I actually go with Mark Munster, not in the who won, but, but by how much? <laughs> yeah, that, that was my second. They're, they're they're in there with a backup quarterback, and just it's. Yeah, I, I witnessed that uh, demolition derby last night, and that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Was a from the jump, Mark came out. With a backup quarterback, who, who by the way, uh, he plays defensive end. Yeah. And he runs the zone read really well. Um, he's a monster. And they came out and scored a touchdown on the first drive, made mm-hmm. it look easy. And then Munster, you know, their court, uh, McGrew, Parker McGrew, returns the opening kickoff, gets hit really hard, last one play, has to come out of the game with a broken collarbone. Yeah. And Mark, Munster fumbled on the first play, and Mart hit him with a deep pass. And it was 14 nothing in a blink of an, in eye, blink and, of an eye, and yeah. it was over. Yeah. I mean, Munster just had that deer-in-the-headlights look, and Mark yeah. had that we are going to mash the accelerator and, and just go. Yeah. And so uh, it was it was about as thorough a domination as I've seen uh, yeah. this year for sure. It was it was just a straight-up – no two ways around it. It was a butt-kicking. <laughs> I mean, it was just – it was a butt kicking, and yeah, that's just the way it was. That's what Munster just had to deal with. What a lot of people have to deal with when they finally play Mart, which is a lot of pain. Yeah. Uh, we were out. Uh, myself, Brady Keene, Greg Powers. We were out in Sweetwater. We saw Shallow Water Brock. Unbelievable game. Great game. Great. I was finish. following on Twitter. It, was, it looked awesome. It was a wild game. I huge, huge, huge props to the Shallow Water crowd. You could tell that this was. They were so excited to be here for this in this position for the first time in a long time. Couldn't have been more fired up. Couldn't have been more. And it was cold. And they were fired up. And they kept that energy up the whole game. Uh, and Shallow Waters, the players, they fought. Um, I, I will say, I think the better team won, but it's real close. Yeah. Uh, and only I only say that because Brock made a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes that sort of opened more doors for Shallow Water than I think the normal would have gotten. But can't say enough about uh, Cutter Sparks. Can't say enough about uh, Hayden Vanderrost. Uh you know, we were talking to uh, Powers last night. He's like the number one Hayden Vanderos fan. Really? He was like, just give him the ball every play. And it, yeah. most of the time it works. It's a great strategy, right? Yeah. Um, what did you think about the end? And I, I meant, to, I want, you know, because you, yes. you are a, a very big football brain. Yes. Uh, shallow, you know, shallow water scores late yeah. to go up by yeah. four. Yeah. Did they, they squib they kick? Squibbed, they squib kick. Are you, are you, what's your take on the squib kick? I don't know enough about their kicker to know whether you can tell him kick the hell out of it and uh-huh. pin them back as far as possible, mm-hmm. right? It's 381. I have no idea. How, how, do, you, do you remember – I mean, you may not remember. Do you remember how his kickoffs were throughout the course of the game? Well, they, both teams do the placed kickoffs. Oh, okay. Right? Like, just, you know. Pop it up and – Right. Because uh, Brock, start, where, Brock it started seems, that series. It right? seemed like he had some leg because his extra points were usually pretty, pretty fluid. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know if that's just, like, short distance he's got that snap or if he actually has any boom. It is, it is one of those things. There's just enough time on the clock, right? It was like 121, I think, was yeah. when, when they got the ball, when they kicked the ball back. It's a tough call. Yeah. I, you know, I almost uh, feel like you should just – whatever you've been doing all game, just, just keep, keep doing, doing that it. instead of changing it up at the end it. of the game. I mean, I, but here's what I'll say is Brock had to do that next drive perfectly anyway. 
Well, they're, they're, and they're not built for those. We're talking drives. about, and that's why that's why now we're talking about maybe nine extra yards, right? Because yeah. if they have to do that, they don't score, because they ba- they literally get to the one yard line with like nine seconds left, and that's their last play, and they score. Yeah. Um, so that's why we're talking about nine yards because it it was genuinely Brock at one twenty one running sweep 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 out of bounds out of bounds out of bounds five five seconds at a time. Yeah. You know, and then a few times they they. Finally dumped one off to Baylor Cup, who apparently can catch a football and is allowed to play football with the ball in his hands. Mm. Um, it's a great strategy as well. I know. Uh, I, know I know Coach Worrell is probably sitting there <laughs> slandering me right now for, mm. for giving him crap. But uh, he got the ball, and he took it, I don't know, 15, 20 yards, and you go, you guys just do this every play. Yeah, you know, this it, works a lot. That's Just run this play all the time. Mm-hmm. I bet it would work every time, right? Uh, but that mixed in with the sweeps. They just methodically got – Every chunk of yardage that they did, and then they, you know, they they dove it in. It's a heartbreaker for shallow water. Yeah. It really is because they 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 believed. Um, and I, I thought they were going to get it done. I mean, I looked. I'll I, say this: well, I was following the Huntsville Fort Ben Marshall game, which yeah. we'll talk about in a second. I'm sure. Right. I'm following shallow yeah. water Brock, and I'm like, yeah. man, shallow water's going to do it. I really thought they were when they finally got that touchdown with 120. I was like, I think that's it. I think they did it, and credit to Brock. Yeah, did it. and credit to Brock. The other thing I'll say, though, is I am 100% sure that those are the two hardest-hitting teams left in the playoffs is in 381. I don't think that – I mean, whoever plays Brock from now on, keep your chin up Mm -hmm. because they're going to come in and hit you hard. physical, yeah. That was the most physical game I think I'll see in 381 this year. Uh, No surprise that we're going to see Brock going on, and and, uh, they should uh, should be the favorite. You know, they've been there. They've done that. You know, compared to a lot of the other programs, I think it's pretty exciting. But, yeah, I think uh, for as good as our finish was, and it was great, and as great as that game was, Huntsville for Ben Marshall was the game of the night. Absolutely. I mean, I don't, were you keeping it? I'm sure you, you, were, dri- you were in transit. I, but you I were, was yeah. driving, but my, my son was reading me the tweets as they came yeah. in. On yeah. that. I uh, listened yeah. to it while I was driving back from Frisco. I had it on, 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 the, on the radio on my phone, and, and – First off, let's give credit to Huntsville here. Right, they got down twenty to nothing, and then they got down forty to twenty six in the late and start of the fourth quarter is forty to twenty six. Yeah, and they rattled off seventeen straight to get their first lead of the game at forty three forty. And so, so first off, Huntsville is a wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, and team. when you think of a defensive oriented team like Huntsville is, you don't think of them being able no. to to come back, but. That's one thing we were talking about earlier with the Huntsville team. This is a different kind of offense for that kind of a defensive team. They run tempo. They mm-hmm. spread the ball around. You don't see a lot of that with these really strong defensive teams. Yeah. So <clears throat> they they found you know they got they got it going. They found a way. And then and what more can you say about Devin Shane? Just I don't know. And I need to ask James Williams this: if that reverse, if, that, if a pass play was called there, or if that was a called reverse, uh, I don't know. It didn't really look like he was looking to throw right away mm. until the very last second when he's like, oh, I'll just throw it up and see what happens. I mean, if it was, what a heady play because he was not going to get the first down there. And then to be able to throw the ball up in the air and, and make the play, um, and then the receiver to make to go up and get the ball, break because, I mean, we forget he broke two tackles. I mean, Huntsville could have easily got him down. Marshall's kicking game is not great. I think they were out of timeouts. They would have been scrambling. They might have got one, one more shot to throw it in the end zone. So, uh, just unbelievable heads-up play by Devin and Shane in the Fort Bend Marshall offense to come back and win. And maybe Fort Bend Marshall's a team of destiny. Maybe. Because it's kind of falling their way. Two years ago, 
when DeSoto won. Yeah. They had a very similar kind of game against Abilene in the third round where they got the breaks late. They recovered a fumble. Sean Robinson went nuts at the end of the game. They came back and beat uh, an underdog. Huntsville was an underdog. They played a great game. Abilene was an underdog in that game. They played a great game, and DeSoto found a way to win and got the state title. Yeah. Maybe this year Fort Bend Marshall is, is just that team this year. Maybe. It was wild. It's probably – it's right up there as a game of the year candidate for sure yeah. so far. Yeah. No, it was awesome, and I was making Brady Keene give me updates as I was driving down uh, I-30 uh, back to back to Dallas because I was desperate to know what happened. Um Speaking of results last night, let's start with our first question. Justin Buring says, hey, Step, how many points did you have Burton by again? I don't know. Let's <laughs> see. I mean, I got it wrong, but yeah. I'm still like at 80% in the playoffs. Yeah, so, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Falling the 20%. Yeah. I mean, and it took Burton missed a last second. I mean, it's not like I blew the game and missed right. it. By, I mean, I don't know. I 40. probably picked Burton to win by a decent amount. Let's yeah. see. Now you got me wanting to search that. But, I mean, credit to Falls City. It's a yeah. great team. They, they did a great job and won the game. We're, we're big fans of Coach Hart here yeah. in the studio. He's always been good to us. He's obviously doing a great job at Falls City. Um, had Burton as the favorite in that game, I think. Yeah, I think everybody had Burton as I the favorite. I think everyone did, and Falls City found a way to steal it. Credit to them. Yeah, I mean, you know, Burton. Well, yeah. And didn't, didn't Burton make the field goal, and then they. Uh, yeah, they called the timeout and made him step back. Yeah, which, yeah. you know, great coaching there from Falls City to, to, to do that. And, Burton, yeah. you know, you're dealing with 2A Division two kickers. Yep. They're not the most accurate in the it's, world. It's so. asking a lot. Let's uh, see. I, I had Burton pick about three. I had Burton by 11, so I missed yeah. it. You know, okay. The bad news is – the good yeah. news is congratulations. Good luck with Mark this week. Yeah, I was going to say congratulations. Yeah. You're moving on. Yeah. Uh, also, it's been a fun season. Good night. Yeah. Uh, because you're going to get fed to Mart, and it's not going to go well. Uh, Mart, Newton, these are not teams that are probably going to stand up to much of a challenge from anyone else down the rest of the stretch. But if you're a Falls City fan, the easiest thing you can say is – you doubted us before, and we'll do it again. And we wish you well yeah, because you're going to need you're going to need all the luck you can get from that one. Um, Brandon Ishi, our big Carthage fan, he says, "Can Carthage hold Henderson for 12 straight quarters without a score?" Uh, odds are no. Right. I think odds are Henderson yeah. probably scores. Yeah. Um, but unless the weather just gets really really wonky tonight and Carthage puts the ball on the ground a lot, yeah. My take is I think Carthage is still you know, going to win that game. But it might be kind of a 21-7 kind of gross, ugly slugfest if yeah. it's pouring down rain. I think the, I haven't looked at the forecast today, and I definitely haven't looked at the forecast for Longview, Texas, but I've heard it's improved a little bit. Yeah, so. it sounds like it's going to be better across the state than originally anticipated in general. Yeah, so I think Carthage is still favorite. I mean, yeah. oh, I mean uh, do you think Henderson gets – do you think Henderson scores? Uh, yes. The odds are they score, right. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think the odds are they finally get <laughs> yes. on the board and uh, score. Tough to hold a team. We're not talking about 1983 Dangerfield here. Yeah, so. right. Uh, I want to get to uh, – yeah, Paul Roberts, whose football opinions we can trust. He's a little excited about those uh, New Deal Lions, by the way. You'll never be – You never should be. be. I know, right. <laughs> I mean, that was a that was a pretty thorough butt-kicking uh, last night. That was a butt-kicking. I, I just quit, quit retweeting after a while because I got yeah. this game's over. It's like yeah. 50 to nothing. Paul Roberts asked, Tony, Tony, you're not logged in. Does that mean you missed a day on Facebook? Um, I've actually been on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> this morning. Uh, I love that he's on top of it, though. Um, we've got a lot of people already fighting in the comments about oh. Longview <coughs> versus Westfield. Uh, I mean, I'll give you my – now, you should, first off, you should read my preview. Yes, absolutely. On TexasFootball.com. We've got, we've got the Longview fans are fired up. They think they're going to win. And then we've got a Westfield fan that says Westfield's going to win by 20, which is hilarious. 
Yes. Yeah. It's a little hilarious. Here's the thing. Westfield, if Westfield, Westfield, I think Westfield's defense is going to be the biggest test Longview has faced all year. Yeah. Since, since the Lufkin game in week one. Westfield's defense is really, really strong. Yeah. I think they are going to contain Longview to, to some degree. However, I think containing Longview may still result in Longview scoring 30. The, the, the and I don't think Westfield can score that many. The thing yeah. with Westfield's defense, and, and I've seen them play once this year. Yeah, I haven't seen them, so and, you have. So. Um, but that was against North Shore. And they, yeah. A little different. Yeah, well, it was a little different. That's, uh, a, that's a whole different animal. Over the years, as, a, as I've seen Westfield, with their incredible amount of talent on defense, is the discipline. And not – I'm not talking lanes. and I'm talking uh, the, the stupid penalties. Mm-hmm. The – Late hit out of bounds, the unsportsmanlike conduct. When they get in a game like they're going to be in, if they're going to be in the game against Longview, the pressure is going to be there and the emotion is going to be high. And can the Westfield defense handle the emotion of that moment and not get those stupid yeah. penalties? Well, I, I watched the. Now, I, did, I haven't seen Westfield in person, but I watched a good portion of the Mesquite Horn game last week during um, the rain delay we were at. And Mesquite Horn is a, is a much improved team from the one that Longview beat really bad. But, I mean, Mesquite Horn led going into the fourth quarter of that game. And yeah. a lot of the reason why they led going into the fourth quarter was because of Westfield's mistakes. Yeah. Westfield going to have to play a clean game. Because if they, they make those kind of mistakes against Longview, Longview's going to score a lot of points. Yeah. So Westfield's going to have to play clean, and they're going to have to not do dumb stuff. Because Longview's not going to do dumb yeah, if stuff. You, if you give – Longview convert a third and 12 into a first down with a 15-yard penalty, they're going to make you pay. Yeah, they're probably going to score a touchdown. Haynes King is probably going to lead them on a touchdown drive. So, yeah. Um, I think it's got a chance to be a really good game, but I think Westfield's got to play clean. Longview's a favorite, and they're a favorite for a reason. Uh, yeah, Westfield fan in our uh, Dale Singletary, who is an insane person with his prognostication here, says that Westfield is too physical for Longview. I think he's going in for a reality check. Yeah, Longview's very physical too, so <laughs> – I mean, <laughs> so they are. There's not really much else to say. He's yeah. a, he's he's really out there, and I don't know. You know, if you want to say it's going to be close, I'll hear you. But he's like Westfield's going to blow him out, which I is think he's like trolling all the comments, which now. is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. and we're going to stop acknowledging him. Um, Mark Gosselin with a good question tonight. If it rains tonight, advantage for La Vega over Argyle? Yes. Yeah. Right. Argyle likes Argyle a big part. Argyle can run the football. It's, uh, Tito Bice has really come on late in the year and had a good year running the football, but Argyle likes to throw it as well. That that's they do they throw the ball very well. Part of their offense is to is to throw the ball. So if it's rainy and gross, that's going to limit a lot of what they do in the playbook. So definitely advantage La Vega there. And I, and I think it matters. Like the game I was at last night. Right. Of course, it's six man and right. But just rain. Yeah. Versus really hard. Right, right, right. You really right. saw that difference in the yeah. second half of the game was the last night. The teams were moving the ball yeah. when it was a steady rain, but mm-hmm. when it got really, really hard, the whole game mm-hmm. slowed down. Just yeah. slogs up the whole game. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably right. But, I mean, the thing that, remember, we talked about, I talked to this with Brady yesterday in the car ride uh, out there. That first game was in the rain. But did you know, Matt Stepp? That John Richards did not play in the first La Vega Argyle game. I heard that yesterday. Yeah. I, uh, I was talking to uh, our our friend who works for a Waco TV station who cannot be named on the show because she is not. You and her are not friends right now, so <laughs> <laughs> she mentioned that John Richards didn't play. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. So having John Richards back, who is a freight train of a running back, will definitely help 
uh, La Vega in their cause. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Alex Ochoa wants to know y'all's thoughts on Refurio versus Mason, which kicks off like in three hours. Yeah, it kicks off in three hours. It's crazy. Yeah, I talked to I was talking to Carl Padilla on the way in. He's already headed to the Alamo yeah. for a three thirty kickoff, which you know, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Look, here's the thing. Uh, Mason beat Refurio. We talked Max. We talked about it on yeah. Tap and Step. Yeah. <clears throat> Mason, the first time he played, beat him in 2014. Yeah. Since then, Refurio's dominated them. Yeah. Mason has a lot of trouble matching up with Refurio's speed and athleticism out on the perimeter. Yep. And now that Refurio's got their crap together offensively and decided to put, hey, let's put the guy who was a district newcomer of the year in Class 5A last year <laughs> at, at quarterback. quarterback. I'm telling you, Jason, Jason Herring's just trolling us all. Was like, yep. oh, I'm just going to show you guys how smart I am. We're yeah. just going to screw around for 13 weeks, <laughs> and then we're going to throw in uh, – we're going we're gonna to have – we have our, our ace in the hole for the yeah. third round of the playoffs. Yeah. And so – uh, Austin Ochoa was unbelievable last week, and, and I just don't know if Mason has any anyone to keep up with him. I don't know, you know. Uh, that, that seems to be the consensus. Yeah, uh, look, I, I pick Mason. Well, I pick Refurio in this game. Um, yeah. I think if you you look at the computer models, that they're they're picking Mason by just a little bit. Yeah, but those computer models don't don't, don't know that the, the don't flaw. know that they don't know that the quarterbacks changed. Yeah, that's the flaw you know? on the computer yeah. models. Well, the, the computer the models change. Consider the the yeah. three or four games that were yep. with a different offense. Yeah. They got shut out by Goliad, and they right. got blown out by Mart, and so that that's skewing the the data points there. But you know, Refrio's a different team now. Yeah. And so yeah. Plus, I think there are there are those teams that when they're late in the playoffs, you just don't pick against them. Right. And I think Refurio is one of those. Yeah, things. I think I Albany kind of showed that last night with with what you know. Right. Albany used to tough to pick against them late in the playoffs. They find a way to get it done. Yeah. Uh, John Morales asks Navarro versus Cuero. Who you got? Cuero. Yeah, you're not you're not worried that Navarro will do it again. No, I, I mean I think it'll be closer. It's been a couple years, but yeah. I think it'll be closer. Yeah. Uh, I think um, you know Navarro is going to keep it much. It was forty three to seven when they played the first time. I definitely yeah. don't see a forty three to seven game. Uh, this time around, uh, but Quero, barring which look, it it can't happen. Quero yeah. in this round has the last two this years has been their stumbling block, kryptonite so, this round. Uh, but on paper, I mean, Quero is the better team, and they've got they got more talent. And and the thing about Navarro's slot T is Quero knows it. They've seen them yeah. every year basically. Right. Quero knows that offense. It's not going to be some new thing that they've seen. Yeah. Now this game is still tonight, and it's still outdoors. Still out. Still tonight. Still outdoors. And. Uh, in San Antonio, I haven't looked at the weather forecast. But yeah, yeah, I've heard. I, I, I think I talked when I talked to Padilla. He said it was not terrible, so okay. that and definitely works. I think Navarro wants it to be terrible. Navarro would prefer oh, yeah. as much rain and wind. Yeah, as let's possible. muck it up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, John Beck wants to know how much of a chance do you give the Dillos going all the way? Not much. I, I think they're going to be significant underdogs against New Deal. Yeah. Uh, as much of a great story as San Sab has been, yeah. uh, the defense does concern me going against that new deal offense. Uh, Jet Whitfield and D.K. Blaylock. Mm-hmm. D.K. Blaylock is a six foot five wide receiver who's committed <laughs> to Iowa State. He is a Big 12 commit. Yeah. San Sab is gonna, doesn't have anyone like that. Yeah. They're a great 2A Division One team, but New Deal's got the two best players on the field to me in Whitfield and Blaylock. Yeah, and, and that's saying a lot because O'Keefe and Salinas are yeah, O'Keefe awesome. Yeah, O'Keefe and Salinas are, are yeah. very, very good players. Yeah. They, and I think New Deal. I just don't know if San Sab is going to be able to get enough stops in that yeah. game. That's my early projection. All right, I'm okay with that. Uh, 
Aaron Flynn asking a question that is completely dumb. Who you got for the MLS Cup tomorrow night? <laughs> Atlanta. It's Atlanta and Portland, right? It's Atlanta and Portland. I'm yeah. going with Atlanta. Yeah, Come on. Atlanta we all too. we all can agree Atlanta is great, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I agree. Uh, I, here's the thing, Aaron. As much as you and I love soccer, I couldn't care less about MLS. I've just tried, and it just doesn't work. It's just – it's so if bad. someone gave you free FC Dallas tickets, would you go? I've been offered before, and I stay. Yeah. I won't try yeah. – you mean FC Frisco? Yeah. Which, yeah ain't even right. close to Dallas. Yeah. Give me a break. I just – I want to, and I can't. It's just – it's just not I went good. when the U.S. It's men's national team played there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll go for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, oh, and, oof, but, man, I just – MLS is so bad. It's so bad. Anyway. Jeremiah Peralta says, I heard some 6A teams could be playing at Cowboys Stadium next Saturday, like yeah. Longview. You should uh, Are you interested you should in seeing how many people Longview brings? You should. Uh, yes, I'm very interested. Yeah, you should right, check my Twitter. I just tweeted yeah. out uh, yeah. the tentative Saturday schedule at AT&T Stadium next week. Uh, at noon is going to be the 5A Division One Region 1 versus Region 2 semifinal. Uh, and then the middle game is going to be the 6A Division One Region 1 and 2 semifinal. Yeah. Yeah. So, like – Duncanville, South Lake, Allen, Waco, Midway Quartet. The um, <coughs> the la- the night spot is still up in the air. That quartet is Amarillo, Tascosa, Halton, Longview, and Westfield. Uh, to my knowledge, Westfield is not going to agree to play Halton at AT&T Stadium, which I don't blame them one bit. Um, H- Longview will play Halton there, and Longview will play Tascosa there. But Westfield's not agree. And I think Westfield will play Tascosa there. I think Westfield right. and Tascosa would play at AT and T, but if if it's Westfield and Halton, I don't. I think they're going to have to flip and work that out. So that's why that's not locked in well, at this time. We had a bit of this conversation last year with San Angelo. If, right. if, if you're Amarillo and you're used to traveling so much for all these playoff games, why not go home and home? Yeah, that's there, there's merit to that, especially if it gets cold. If it's cold up in Amarillo, get them to you know. But yeah. I guess the you thought make a of team like Westfield travel all that way when the Farthest yeah. is Waco. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be interesting if Wake, if Westfield and Tascosa flipped home and home. <laughs> Boy, that would be that would be. Oh my lord! Yeah. But I would think also probably Tascosa the Allure playing AT and T Stadium, and AT and T Stadium would be a neutral site for them and Longview. Yeah. A little bit longer for Tascosa. I think it's probably about five and a half hours for Tascosa to uh, AT and T, where Longview is probably two and a half, three mm-hmm. on a bus, probably mm-hmm. two and a half. So it's a little closer for Longview, but. Um, but I've heard Tascosa would agree to come, but that's still there's still some that, that's in pencil for sure. So yeah, we're, we're going to have two games at AT and T on Friday and two on Saturday. Um, speaking of crowds, I'm really interested to see what the crowds are going to be like tomorrow at the Star. Yeah, because yeah. there's some. Uh, well, I'm interested in how they're going to do traffic control. Yeah, <laughs> with <because> the twelve thousand <laughs> seats, and they're saying that they're going to honor. You know, if you if you buy one ticket, they're going to honor it for the entire day. What if? What if a bunch of Highland Park or John Tyler people decide to stick around? Yeah. So I'll be interested. There, there. It seats twelve thousand. They can. There's standing room areas there for another. I'd say five hundred or so at least. Probably maybe more than that. So, um, but I just wonder how how much they're going to keep until they're just going to shut the doors. So I'll be interested to see how crowd control and traffic flow. Yeah, is and not. And, uh, yeah, it's not even. It's just like just the freaking parking garages and everything. You know, just every everything yeah. about it is going to be nuts. Yeah, the parking garages and the uh, there's there's parking is okay there. It's not great. It could it be is free. It could it, be worse. Yeah, it could be worse. It's free. Could uh, be better. But you, I would best, I would def, I would definitely say if you can stand walking a little farther away, you are go, it's going to pay off later when you're not stuck in those parking garages. Yeah, those parking garages, the traffic flow getting out of there yeah. is rough. Tip, a little tip from your friends here at Texas Football yeah. Today. 
Tim Sparkman asked, watch Liberty Hill versus Sealy last week. Do y'all think that the slot T will hold up deep in the playoffs? That's the question. Well, it has before. It has before. They've <laughs> won state championships won state before. Championships yeah. running that offense. So, absolutely, uh, it can I do up. think the offenses that they're playing now are a little more dynamic. Teams are scoring more than they were back when they were winning state titles. It wasn't that long ago. It was only 10 years ago. But um, that is the question. I don't know. But I'm interested to find out. Yeah. Well, well I mean – Liberty Hill's a favorite tonight. Yeah. I mean, every every model I've seen has Liberty Hill as a significant favorite tonight. Um, next week, I think, will be the real test if they get that matchup with Carthage. Yeah. Um, this is actually an interesting one. This is a game you and I have talked a lot about, Step, and uh, that's why it's perfect for you. Rob Hadaway, big, uh, big South Lake fan, says, Can you compare the strength of schedule and playoff opponents of South Lake and Duncanville? South Lake's strength of schedule is better, a lot yeah. better. Duncanville, yeah. especially in the regular season. Yeah, because they're not in that, that DISD district. district is just yeah. not great. South Lake's district is at yeah. least semi-competitive. But what makes it interesting, what makes Duncanville's schedule interesting is we don't really know how good they are. No, that's There's the some thing. mystery to yeah. it. That's why it's interesting. They last week yeah. was, was really, the, to me, last week was the most impressive yeah. win. Beating Lamar's pretty good. Yeah. And they were 11-1 going that game. Yeah. Duncanville just annihilated them. Yeah. Now. It was a 14-6 game before the break, yeah. and I don't know if the power of Duncanville's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches they <laughs> ate at the break uh, powered them to those 31 straight points, but yeah. they, 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 were, they were a different team there. But I'm really intrigued by this matchup. I'll be keeping a yeah. close eye on this. Yeah. I, I know you'll be there, Tony. Based on uh, name value, South Lake Carroll's played Capel, DeSoto, and Trinity in the playoffs, yeah. and, and Duncanville's played uh, – South Grand Prairie, Louisville, and the, the in Arlington Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. So definitely yeah. name value. Right. Yeah. And, and Louisville is a good team. They they were a little offensively challenged. Um, even when I saw them, they were a little offensively They're really good defensively. But I think in that Duncanville game, they threw like three interceptions right away and got down. So I, I think South Lake's schedule is, is better. But, you know, Duncanville, you know, I, I, I and I said it in the preview, and I'll say it again. I think the key in this game. Who's going to throw the ball better? Mm -hmm. I think both teams rely on the run and rely on tough defense. It's which team is going to be able to be balanced and throw the football and be successful in the air is going to be the key in this game. Yeah. Um, we have someone in the comments saying Liberty Hills game has been rescheduled to tomorrow due to forecast That's right. weather. Yeah. 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 Liberty Hills for, yeah. yeah. Cuero and Navarro still on for still Friday. Far, Liberty, still Hills Liberty Hills is, moved. Yeah. yeah. And that should be updated on our website. Yeah. Uh, our good friend, Brent. Oh, by the way, uh, Tony, Miss Terry Adams says you're doing a great job. Oh, well, then I must be You've doing got good. her. Yeah, yeah you must be doing great. You're good. Uh, Brent Homan, our good friend out in Graham, says, can Iowa Park pull it off against Glenn Rose? Uh, can they? Can the Smash Mouth offense control the game? Yes, they can. Yeah. Uh, I think Glenn Rose is the favorite Yeah, for sure. But uh, I think a team like Iowa Park, who if, if they can get a couple of stops and control the football yeah. and, and make Glenn Rose play a game that they don't want to play, They've got a shot. Yeah, yeah, get Glen Rose out of their comfort zone yeah. a little bit, and and, yeah. and and Glen Rose thrives in those fifty to forty, forty to thirty kind of games. You know, Iowa Park keep the score in the twenties. Try yeah. to you know if, if you do that, you got a great shot to win the game. Yeah, you know, uh, Glen Rose is averaging over fifty three points a game scored. They get the number one scoring offense in in uh, four eighty one. Uh, so yeah, you got to find a way to. And you know, and uh, Iowa Park doesn't. They they average scoring thirty one points yeah. a game. So they've got to keep the score down. Yeah. They've got to their best offense. Their best defense is their offense, right? right. Yeah. Uh, I saw Lehman Sanders is in the uh, the comments today. Lehman uh, 
Charlie Hammond wants to know Strawn or Fallout. He wants the early the early look at that one. Uh, you want to let him know in the comments what you think. That would be perfect because you're the man to ask. Uh, Elvin Price says, uh, are you all ready for Fort Ben Marshall versus Alito in Jerry's world? Look, we're not there yet, but I would seriously be there for that. Yeah, yeah. I th Fort yeah. Ben Marshall is going to be a significant favorite yeah. over Cal Allen or Calhoun. Uh, yeah. Alito's got a little more work to do tonight, I think, but I think if Alito wins tonight, they will be a significant favorite over – Wichita Falls rider. I love you, Coach, Coach Bindle. You're one of my favorites, but Alito will be a favorite. Yeah. I think Alito's going to have their hands full tonight with Reedy, though. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a matchup we're all looking forward to. Uh, let's see here. Our man Sparkman says, I love the show. One problem. How come y'all don't sell any gear? Tees, hats, hoodies, stickers. Where are they? I am the wrong one to ask. Yeah. That's that's a message That's a message for our boss. For our boss, our boss yeah. man. We are but not I will pass the money people. Tim, I will pass that along. I will let him know that you think you need shirts. What do you want? Do you want the logo? This is a good question. What do you do? You want the Texas Football Today logo on a shirt? Or like the what, what, what are we doing? Once a yeah. yes, yes, y'all T-shirt. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, y'all T-shirt. That's mm. not a bad one either. How about a T-shirt with Vince Young's Player of the Year trophy superimposed on it? <laughs> <laughs> and it says on the back, Vince Young, come get your Player of the Year trophy. Vince, yeah, that, yeah, I would be all right with that too. Okay, yeah. all right. These are actually this is the best brainstorming session off yeah. the cuff that we've ever had. These are good ideas. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well. We'll get it started, I guess. Uh, Mike Donahue wants to know, what do you all think about Yoakum and Edna? Uh, it's really tough. It's the old adage. It's really tough to beat a team twice. Yeah. Uh, yes, Alito is playing tomorrow. If I said Friday, it's my mistake. Sorry. Yeah, um, <coughs> yeah it's the old adage. It's, it's, it's tough to beat a team twice. Uh, Yoakum beat Edna the first time. I think Edna is not far off from Yoakum. I think it's a pick game. Yoakum showed me a lot of explosiveness, explosiveness last week. And their game, their win over Goliad. A lot of big plays from yeah. Yoakum. Um, Edna typically does not allow any big plays, right. and they hold the ball for a long time. That that Jerry Long offense just takes the air out of the football. So um, I think if Yoakum can pop a couple of big plays early, um, they got a great shot to w beat him again. But I actually went with Edna in this game. Yeah, I'm a win it with an Edna bus. Either. Play the odds a little bit here. It's 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 the old gambler in me a little bit. Play the odds and say, no, oh, they're they're really closely matched. And second time around, maybe give the edge to the team who lost the first time. <laughs> Miziel says he wants a crab grab shirt. That's like a that's a deep cut joke right there. Yeah, the crab grab is. joke. Uh, -huh. uh anyway. Uh, my favorite mediocre internet show. These are all good ideas, guys. Yeah. I got to give it to you. Yeah. Derek Del Rio says Pittsburgh versus Pleasant Grove. Uh, I do think it will be more P – Pleasant Grove won the first one, 45-20. Yeah. Um, I do think it will be a closer game. Pittsburgh is obviously very explosive. Um, by the way, Pleasant Grove, are they the best throwing wing tee team in the Yeah, history? right. Yeah, oh, it's all those freaking baseball players, man. They can sling the ball. Yeah. I mean, Ben Hartman throws like five touchdown passes just about every game, yeah. and he's in the wing tee. Yeah. If, if, if you look at offenses like the slot tee and the wing tee, they're, they're highly supposed to be highly option offenses, and – they really were originally designed yeah. to be a balance between mm -hmm. passing and running, but the way they're implemented, especially now, you don't get that. Right. But with Pleasant Grove, you do. Yeah. Especially big plays. They yeah. hit really big plays uh, with the passes several times a game. Pittsburgh, I think, is a little more explosive playmakers. Right. But I, I will, Pittsburgh doesn't have a lot of depth. Um, that's the thing is Pittsburgh doesn't have big numbers. They don't have a lot of depth. And – Pleasant Grove up front has – they're not as good as they were last year, which is still really good up front, and I just wonder if, if they're going to wear Pittsburgh down. Which is kind of what happened in the first meeting. Pittsburgh right. jumped out in the first meeting, had a lead, yeah. and it was – in first quarter, Pittsburgh dominated. Second right. quarter, Pleasant Grove came back. It was close at the half. 
And then the second half, Pleasant Grove took over. So yeah. I almost think we may see a somewhat similar result tonight. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Uh, Jacob John says, favorite mascot left in the playoffs? Armadillos! Yeah, it's the Armadillos. It's the Armadillos. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. without question the Armadillos. Yeah, come on. Let's be, let's be let's easy. Uh, Daniel Moore wants to know, let's, let's hear your breakdown of Midway versus Allen. A lot's got to go right for Midway to win. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with Jimenez being a little banged up. Yeah. Allen is going to be hell-bent on taking Fulbright away. Fulbright's been the, the straw that stirs the drink for Midway. Mm-hmm. Allen's going to be totally focused. Allen is good enough and deep enough to take away what you do well. Yeah. So I think Midway is going to have to throw the ball <coughs> and hope for some Allen mistakes, which rarely happen. Yeah. They're going to need a lot to ha- – I had a Midway coach text me <coughs> and said – Best team we've best team we've played since I've been at Midway. Okay, <laughs> so all right, I'll tell you exactly what he thinks of Allen. Yeah, and this is a Midway team that's probably not quite as good as last year. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. What do you think, Tony? Well, definitely, uh, Allen's got to be the favorite to, yeah. the, to to win the game. Yeah. Probably to win state. Yeah, I think. Uh, although, you think you, you take Allen over North Shore? I picked North Shore over Allen. Okay. Actually. Are you just are you trying to like reverse jinx it as a Houston native? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a difference between being the favorite and who I would pick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. But uh, I mean, Allen's one of those things like I talked about earlier. Yeah. You don't pick against them at this point. No, I it's mean, hard to pick against them. As they get later in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I understand that. You keep picking out. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, Jacob John wants to know: Step any tips on surviving a triple header at the Alamo Dome? Have you ever done the triple header at the Alamo Dome, Tony? I have. Not done a triple header at the Alamo Dome. Okay. I've done a double header at the Alamo Dome. Okay. It's pre-renovation. I don't know what the differences differences are. Probably not. I can tell you uh, from my experience, though, there it's one of the warmer big stadiums. Oh, so okay. Like if yeah. you go to a to NRG, yeah, and it's even vaguely cold outside, yeah. make sure you bring a jacket to sit in because it's just cold in the yeah. building. Uh, AT and T is cold in the building if yeah. it's cold outside, but Alamo Dome is hot. It is, it a is warm building. There's not a lot of air circulating through there. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, number one, eat a big breakfast. <laughs> eat somewhere good. Um, I don't know. I mean, where did I, where, I had breakfast uh, at Tommy's in San Antonio before the game, and I had a lot of food, and it was great. Uh, that way I was not hungry because the concessions the, the concessions at Alamo Dome are fine. They have uh, bacon cheeseburgers, pizzas, hot dogs, nachos, right. the usual stuff if you're lucky the barbecue spot will be open and you can maybe get like a chopped beef sandwich or something um but uh i'd eat a really big breakfast and try to limit yourself on the concession stand food because you know no one wants to live off concession stand food. no so um and i would say uh, between games walk the concourse uh, get it get up and then that way you could explore your potential concession options by walking <laughs> the concourse between games. Have you been on the concourse, Mr. Renovation? So yeah, I walked. easier I'm to move around now? Yeah, yeah, it's actually much wider. The restrooms are nicer, uh, and the concessions have been remodeled, and there's a few better options. So uh, it's better. And like I said, that's, that's what I did uh, yet last week. Is I Between games, once I finished with my stuff on the field, I went down to the concourse and just kind of took a lap or two just to – you're sitting for so long, you just want to get up and move around. So – uh, eat a big breakfast, walk the concourse after the first game, and then get an idea of what you want to eat. Uh, so during the second game, when you actually get lunch, you have a good idea of what you want to get. There you go. And Which Ishmael. is good advice if you're going to any of these stadiums. Right, like yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Being yeah. Yeah. Good, good early advice for state, although your food options will be a lot better. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Ishmael will be there. 
Jacob. Yes, Anyone's, anyone's going to be at the Alamo Dome tomorrow. Ishmael will be there. Say hi. Does Ish like surprise hugs? No, he doesn't. Okay. And I will not be that person. See, this is <laughs> – I am a more – I am a benevolent host. I am yeah. here for, for all of you and not trying to uh, to, to beat you up. Um, yeah. <laughs> lot of lot of San Saba fans, very passionate, very upset that they're, we're already picking against them. Guys, I'm it's sorry. what it's, you've done. It's is business. It's not personal. It's business. It's not personal. And you guys are amazing. This has been yeah. one of the most fun seasons to follow. If you keep going, we will not be upset. We do not care who wins. We will admit we are wrong. I am I am extremely here for the armadillo mascot walking around AT&T Stadium. Yeah, just to see Kate Hector rub it in the Just Greg's to see face. it. I'm, I am yes. ready. If you guys want to pull the upset, do it. Let's go. We're here but for other, it. But otherwise, it's, it's, we promise it's not personal. It's okay. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Um, Haltum Tascosa. <sighs> I really went back and forth in this I game. I know. It's a tough one, right? This is a tough one. Yeah. The weather's, the weather's a, a variable in this game. Um I love that Tascos is putting King Doru on defense. Yeah. Um, they're, if, they're only, if he's only going to get seven or eight carries a game because they spread the ball around so much, put him on defense. He's your, he's one of your best players. Let him make plays. Um, I, I went with Haltum. Yeah. Um, Michael Black's been unbelievable, but I don't, I don't feel great about the game. To be perfectly honest, yeah. I don't have a good feel for it at right. all. Yeah. And it's just because Tascos is such a unique offense and a unique team. Um, they could. I, they could beat Halton by 28, or they could lose by 28, or yep. it could be. Really, I just have no feel yep. for the game whatsoever. Yep. What do you think, Tony? I, I'm with you. I went back and forth on this one. Uh, I, I wound up picking Halton. Uh, this this is what I call a coin flip game. Yep. I mean, I just I, if you asked if 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 I wrote my picks two hours later, I might have picked um, Tascosa, and if right. I wrote them again two hours later, I might have picked Halton. I mean, is this the game that to me? Um, I don't know who's going to win this game. Yeah. Uh, Tascosa can throw it. They choose not to. Uh, they didn't throw a single pass last week, so, you know, it is what it is. And so if you can run for 560 yards, you don't have to throw it, to be perfectly honest. Right, yeah. Uh, I think that's interesting. And then the thing, too, is, like, in these games you look for, like, the star player, right, who has the best player, but then mm -hmm. each team has a guy like that, and Michael Black and King Doru, so – I don't know. This Dale Singletary. Yeah. If Westfield wins, we'll say they're we'll say they're the real deal. But if they lose, you need to come back and tell us. Yeah, how right I I am fully keep prepared. that same energy, Dale. I'm, if we're I'm right, fully keep, prepared. Keep the same I'm fully prepared for him to not be here on Monday. Yeah. Is what I'm I'm going to. We'll admit it. We're wrong. We yeah. we we're wrong a lot, yeah. guys. But yeah. we will be here. Yeah. I'm comfortable admitting when they're wrong because that really happens about twenty percent. Yeah, about twenty percent of the time yeah. we're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jeremy J. Meredith says, Matt, what is the best, most efficient way to eat at the Ford Center at the Star? Uh, eat before the game. There's lots of good restaurants around the Star. The, yeah, the no, cheap, no, uh, yeah, probably Raising Cane's is probably yeah. your like your cheapest option. Yeah, yeah, right there in the area yeah. of the Star. It's it's Raising Cane's. It's fine, but it's yeah. not. There's a lot better places to eat there if you want to spend a little bit more money. Uh, but if you're if you're on a budget, balling on a budget, yeah. which we've all been there, uh, go eat at Raising Cane's before the game, and uh, and then. During the game, you're just going to have to – you're dealing with – if you're going to be there for all three games, yep. get full before you get in there because you're going to be there for 12 hours. You're probably going to get hungry and eat concession stand food. Right. So uh, the, the star concessions are not great. It's pretty much yeah. your hot dogs, nachos, free – you know, I don't even think they have Frito pie. I think it's hot dogs and nachos and popcorn. Right. It's the very basics. So uh, there's not gonna, not a lot of great things. By the yeah. way, un most underrated food item at AT&T Stadium for okay. UIL State. Okay. The Philly cheesesteak. Okay, that thing is amazing. I love it. Matt steps on the record with that's I my like that's my take. Yeah. I, love I like the Philly the cheesesteak nachos. Well, that's a good pick. But they don't have. Do they have them every day? No, they that's only the, have, have them Saturday, on right? 
Friday and Saturday or Saturday? Friday and Saturday it's or Saturday. On that club sense, level, yeah. it's that yeah. one little yeah. restaurant there in the club level. Um, that is really good. Yeah, the brisket options. And it's really two meals. There you go. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of food. But, yeah, it, 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 with any triple header, eat before the game. Go yeah. Eat a big meal before you get to the stadium. Yep. That you will eat and much you, cheaper and, and you, you will eat better. And you won't be upset about eating a crappy snack later. Dale Singletary says he promises All he'll right. be here if I he's wrong. It, I respect that. Yeah. Uh, just three more questions. Yeah, I have to get, get back I know. to work. We got to go. Uh, could Calhoun or Calhoun be a trap game for Marshall? Strong running attacks may be a matchup issue. I don't think so because these aren't the best Calhoun, Cal Allen mm-hmm. teams from that region that we've probably ever seen. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, quick question from Tommy Hayes, one of our favorite photographers. Got to meet him last night. Really nice guy. Is Argyle La Vega the only game in DFW tonight? I'm not sure with all the changes. Uh, there are two games to start tonight. Yeah, we That's have right. uh, Glen Rose, Iowa Park. And uh, Plez- Texas County, Pleasant Grove, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. There you go. Those There's are your three games. three games. And finally, Mizael asks, producing question, when is Tepper coming back on the show? We don't know. I don't know. I'm letting him be a dad for a few days. Uh, when he wants to come back, he'll come back. We'll be all right. We'll figure uh, it out. We'll figure it out. Um, I think that's it. All right. We'll call it there. A reminder, we are going to have a Texas football today meetup at State on Saturday morning before the first game. Yes. If you're coming to State, plan on getting there early. We're going to do this. We're going to say hi to all you guys. I don't think we'll have swag yet, but I like that Tim is like, let's get some T-shirts and stuff. I'm okay with that. Um, all right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm not going to do the whole spiel, but uh, Tony, do you want to do the honors? It's heavy. Yeah, I know, right? Vince Young, come get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today. Mm